Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. It's Simpsons time. You know, for years when I was watching my Simpsons DVDs, which I do all the time, um, I tended to avoid the earlier seasons, seasons one, two, three, and sometimes even four. I felt like in my mind they had been kind of played out and I didn't really care to revisit all of those moments anymore because I had revisited them over and over again on VHS tapes that I taped off of TV. Um, and what I cared to remember instead were later seasons, some of the episodes of which I missed because I was in college and, you know, my schedule was more hectic. Um, turns out seasons two and three are every bit as good as the later ones. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, uh, but not only are they good, but they're, everybody is totally fully formed. Um, and a really great example of that is episode 35, Blood Feud, which was the closing episode of season two. Uh, this is the episode where Mr. Burns has hypohemia, as diagnosed by Dr. Hibbert. Um, and needs Bart to give him some blood and eventually rewards the Simpsons with the giant Olmec head extapolapaketal, uh, which you see crop up again and again whenever there's a scene in the basement or sometimes the attic, uh, you know, as the ugly gift that they don't know what to do with. It is really so very funny, um, and it's the first appearance of several important features of Burns and also Smithers' character. Um, up to this point, we didn't really see the relationship between Burns and Smithers so robustly developed. You know, we knew that Smithers was in love with Burns, but we didn't really know how slavishly devoted to him he was. Um, it arises here that he once gave Burns a kidney. Um, and really, the whole reason why Burns gives them the head instead of firing Homer and having him beaten up... <laughs> um, <laughs> is because Smithers is so grateful to the Simpson family for saving Burns' life. Uh, and they have that great conversation in Burns' office when uh, Smithers talks him down and Burns says, as usual, you are the sober ying to my raging yang. So there it all is in a nutshell. Um, there are several great moments uh, between the Simpson family too when they're t 
talking out what to do about this problem first talking out you know whether to save burns's life or not and then later uh, when bart gets to have the letter dictated to him to, uh you know when homer is mad and dictates the letter to bart when it turns out that they don't get any money in uh exchange for the blood donation And both of those uh, intra-family scenes in the Simpsons house have this great uh, like staccato quality of the dialogue that you don't see um, in the future episodes. After like season three, they don't do that anymore. Um, where everybody is talking really fast and the cuts go rapidly from person to person. Um, I'm talking the camera cuts, you know, uh, whether you see one person's face or another person's. Um, it definitely has that chaotic feel of the Tracy Ullman shorts. And I kind of love it because they slip in, you know, small little utterances that sound better because they're, they're being said quickly, you know. It's hard to describe what I mean, but... If you watch the episode, you will see. Um, is this the first appearance of Diamond Joe Quimby? I don't think so, but he's uh, definitely shows his true colors as, you know, being irritated that Burns is too ill to make the appearance when he's dedicating the uh, freeway sign at the top of the episode. Um, there's a sign that tells people who are driving, whether the core is about to melt down or not. And it is at the dedication of this uh, public facility that we learn that Burns is ill because he is, he's, has just fallen out of bed and so he's not able to make that appearance. A couple really good Barney moments in this. Uh, he says, you should only drink to enhance your social skills. And, you know, and then has the classic stock Barney belch, which is actually the same belch. Um, Dan Castellaneta, who voices Barney, only did the belch one time um, for the first, like, dozen or so times that Barney belches. It's the same one uh, which is sort of unusual. It's definitely not true for Doe. Most of the time he does a unique Doe for every time Homer needs to say that. Um, and one of my favorite moments uh, comes when Homer and Bart are trying to sabotage the mail by watering it with a hose so that Burns doesn't get the angry letter that Homer, that Bart uh, ends up sending for Homer. Before he hits on the solution to water the mail, Homer is like kicking and punching the mailbox to try to get into it. And Barney from across the street goes, that's right, Homer, I'm with you, fight the power has no idea what's going on. Uh, so 
This is written by George Meyer, who's my hero in Simpsons writing. I think he's my favorite Simpsons writer. I think I've said that before. But he really has a knack for doing mundane things in a very funny way. This is the first appearance, not only of the deepening of Burns and Smithers' relationship, but of what the insiders of The Simpsons like to call the fairy voice. Uh, you're living in a fantasy world in Lollipop Lane with little frogs with little pointy hats. Um, that comes in one of the family conferences that I referenced just now. Uh, and they come back to it a lot, a lot. I would argue that the entire Land of Chocolate sequence is inspired by the fairy voice because it has Homer posing and, you know, acting in that sort of ultra dainty way. Similar to the fairy voice is the, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter from me. Uh, set in the post office. Yes, season two is the season where that classic Simpsons moment arises. You may be shocked to learn that it happened that early. Another story that arises here for the first time and is picked up but seldom from here on in, although it is picked up many times, uh, is the idea that Maggie is very, very smart. The very meager B story of this is that Lisa is teaching Maggie different words uh, using flashcards. And at the very end, when uh, Bart opens the crate, revealing the giant head, Maggie comes up to Lisa with a flashcard that says Aztec. And Lisa's like, no, stupid, it's Olmec. Which I think is funny. I wish I knew how this episode was intended to end originally because they have the family staring at the Olmec head uh, while eating dinner off TV trays and they're just sort of having another little family powwow about what it all means, you know. What's the moral of this story? And it does definitely feel tacked on and um, self-conscious in a way that the early ones aren't often sort of meta self-consciousness really comes to the fore much later seasons like seven, eight, nine. There are a few little jokes before that about, you know, wouldn't it be great if my skin wasn't yellow or, you know, if I had five fingers and stuff. And I always dislike that. We want to stay in the world of the, of the Simpsons. We don't want to venture outside. Uh, but yeah, this that ending sort of touches upon that. But it works, um, or you can force it to work because up until you know, throughout the episode, there have been 
family conferences starting when Marge is talking about how a mother knows everything about her family down to shoe size and, of course, blood type. Anyway, a wonderful episode, a classic episode. And one that I definitely recommend checking out again at some point in your life if you need to. This has been Simpsons Time. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to Simpsons Time and enjoying Bart's double O negative blood. installment of Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator with me, Amanda Nazario. Uh, just appending a little bit to that discussion. Uh, I would say that the Barney Belches um, were identical more than just the first dozen times. I want to say more like the first 20 to 50 times they were completely identical. Um, they might even still be identical. And, I, you know, I'd have to check to make sure that they're not. Maybe somebody out there among you wonderful listeners can set me straight by emailing me about that. Um, just a very, very quick note. Today is Thanksgiving Day 2016 and uh, it is the one year anniversary of Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator, this very podcast. So thank you thank you so much for having you know kept me afloat for 52 jolly weeks. It's much appreciated. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.